Oh my goodness, hello. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Emotionally Damaged Podcast. It's your boy, Trenchy, and on the other side is Stasuka. Uh, how would how would you normally greet me, Stasuka? <laughs> I don't know, but you named yourself <laughs> Ava69 on the freaking recording thing. It's making me laugh out loud. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you <laughs> Wasn't sure if you nice, noticed it. Nice, nice, that's great. Nice, that's awesome. It's, it's, we're living the we're living the dream right now. But no, uh, if you can't tell, this is another Evangelion centric episode. It, we uh, went ahead and experienced uh, the third and the fourth movie uh, since last week, and it was my first time experiencing it. And boy, what a ride! But we're gonna go ahead and start with the normal stuff again. It'll probably be pretty simple and easy, and we're gonna get right into the meat and potatoes. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start with you. I haven't talked to you much, Trey. So, or uh, Trey G, Trenji, Trenji, Okay, actually, Trenji. you could just call me Trey because it'd be like a, a, a mix of Trey and Ray. I'm still trying to figure out uh, Stasado, Stendo, <laughs> Sta- oh, Starro. I'm trying to figure out how to mix your name. Stin, Stin John Jellion. <laughs> no, stop. You're hurting my soul, just like this movie. Um, go ahead and tell me what you've been watching and playing this week, my friend. So, a little bit more of the same from last week. I haven't really changed much. Uh, I I don't think I'm watching any more of that full dive RPG anime. I, uh, oh, really? Yeah, the the one where the guy just tinkles himself. I, uh, I, I've thought about it, and I was like, I really need to go back and finish that, but Every time I get ready to, I can't. I cannot bring myself to do it. So mm-hmm. I've just been uh, watching, what is it, Attack on Titan. And lo and behold, I found myself going back to the Proud family. Uh, louder and prouder. Uh, oh, Lord. Here and it's go. good. It's actually really good <laughs> uh, for for longtime fans of the Proud family. It, uh, I think you spent you spent multiple weeks telling me how it was a very mid series, and now you you went back to it, and it's it's pretty good. What is this a a, a follow up, a sequel? Like, it is a sequel series. Mm-hmm. So everyone's a little bit older; they're still in high school, so they're not they're not too far gone or anything. But um, I think it's a new studio that's taken over. Everyone looks real fresh. Everyone looks great. They have a new talent in for the uh, the side characters. Some new characters are pushed into the light. And it's it's nice, like I I really enjoy it, and it, it has little treats for everyone that kind of knows the series. And if I hadn't just watched everything, I wouldn't catch it. Like, there's a monkey that works for uh, Oscar Proud, and I was like, oh, Mr. Chips, and and I was like, man, that's so stupid. Why why would I why would I know that? And then they just make other subtle references, and I was like, I know too much Proud family lore. This is a uh, I'm not proud. Actually, I guess I am proud. I, anyway, what are what are you watching? <laughs> Anyways, kids, this is what happens when you become a lore geek. Yeah. Just, a, oh, just a cautionary tale, if you will. Oh, God. <laughs> send, send help, please. <laughs> um, okay, so I haven't really... I, like, I really went whole hog into the movies, um, so I'm not really going to you know go heavy on that i kept up with stuff i you know i got I watched the most recent my dress up darling um i knew it before you said continue. it i i of shouldn't course. have even asked i, I should have just i should have tricked I, my way I, into I, not asking you that's what i should have done i should have wheeled my way around so that you couldn't say those three words 
there is two more episodes left, and then you won't have to hear about this crap unless I'm talking about the manga, which is also highly lucky. But whatever. Oh my God. Anyways, I this is so watching my dress up darling is actually sort of a fun experience for me because I've kind of been dragged into the chaotic uh, pubcast voice chat a few times and watched it with some of those guys, and it's it's pretty fun to watch with other people. But it's just like super wholesome series, but it's also got a lot of fan service. So the the peanut gallery is pretty entertaining. And it's I didn't get to this week, but I have in previous weeks. And it's a lot of fun. It's it's such a great series. And I'm really glad a lot of people are enjoying it. And it's really cool to see other people experience it. Because like I've said on the podcast before, I've been following it since pretty early when it started. And I've been a mm-hmm. fan for like a couple of years now of the manga. And, you know, now people are really grabbing it. And, you know, it was interesting because... I was talking with somebody and they said, hey, recommend me stuff like My Dress Up Darling. And I racked my brain and I really couldn't come up with much of anything to really compare it to. Um, oh, the closest the closest thing I could really think of. It was a couple of romantic comedies. Comey can't communicate slightly, mainly because it has similar themes. Um, but Comey is a lot more slapstick um, and just over the top silly. Uh, whereas my dress up darling is kind of a, like just really good timed comedy and it's it's a beautiful looking series and it's a great great story i'm a huge fan of it uh the male lead is just such a freaking enjoyable character but uh and of course marin too but there's also lots of other characters that are really good that are going to be introduced in the second season which will inevitably come i i want you to know that this isn't over yet there's still two there's another season coming baby i guarantee it you look you can you can you can exhale through your nose all you want but look at the <laughs> look at the Crunchyroll rankings marin and gojo and my dress up darling went toe-to-toe with demon slayer and attack on titan and was right up in that that top spots with them i want you to i want you to remember that attack on titan and demon slayer were getting trounced by titties <laughs> okay wait that's probably very likely <laughs> But you know what? That's what happens when people get caught simping. You get caught simping, and then you're going to get caught tripping. And then when I catch you simping, it's over, boy. It's over. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think I think our, our friend uh, Ryan put it best and most eloquently uh, when he was describing this show <laughs> to me as uh, if my heart could get a boner, it would be this show. <laughs> Wow. It's just so wholesome. It's so wholesome. And he 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 uh he dug deep for that Shakespearean style uh soliloquy describing his love for the show. Yeah. Wow. Uh yeah. It's also probably cardiac arrest. So you don't want <laughs> you probably don't want either of those. Uh a boner in the oh, heart Lord. or cardiac arrest. Uh are you what else are you watching? <laughs> I'm keeping up with Ranking of Kings, which honestly you need to start watching. You can you can keep making faces all you want. <laughs> why, why? You're such an anime hipster, I swear to God. You know what? Fine. Go watch Miru Tights. There you go. I don't know what that is either. You should look it up. But anyways, I, I've been watching Ranking of Kings, My Dress Up Darling, and then uh, I started 86. Um, I will reserve my Ooh. impressions for later so i i, I, I really want to watch 86 the, the fandom is is flipping their lid so i was i was kind of you know peer pressured slash just like fomoed my way into watching the show i'm enjoying what i'm seeing so far i'll probably talk about it in a little bit more detail in another episode but yeah that's pretty much all i've been watching nothing too serious nothing too crazy 
Wow. My Meru tights are, uh, <laughs> wow. Those are some feet picks. That's, uh, that's yeah. quite odd. Oh yeah, no. no. It, it's clearly for foot fetishes. It's, I think it even says it. If you look at the Wikipedia article, it says it at the end of the description of the story. Like it says some mundane, like girls meeting at the lockers. And then at the end, the series is primarily for foot fetishes. <laughs> oh, there's a game. That's a a tights, yeah, puzzle lessons. What on earth? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah, the new semester begins with the girls doing seemingly normal things while heavily pandering to foot fetishes. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that meteor in 2012 should have just hit us, but it's too late now. It's too late now. <laughs> All right. So, games. So what you playing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Moving on. I. I have. Please. <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> I have taken a. I am now officially on break from Dragon Quest Three. I hit a really good pause. I am at the turning point in the game, uh, where you go from the light world, or I'm about to go into the dark world. I'm about to fight Baramos. It's about to all go sideways. I'm excited for that. It'll be my first time doing it. I I know the I know how every Dragon Quest game goes, so it's not nothing's going to be a spoiler for me at this point. I know it's going to happen, so I'm good. I'm excited to do it. Um, but a strangers of paradise is about to come out. I'm, uh, oh just kind of making sure I'm at a good segue to stop and pick it back up. And that's it. It should be downloading here, uh, or starting to download tonight. I may be able to play it tomorrow. Um, I haven't quite decided how I'm playing that one yet. I may stream it. I may do recordings and post it. So, Hang tight. Ooh. We may, uh, we may, we may see your boy playing it and putting it up somehow. Because I haven't gotten to do the code vein streams like I thought. Um, it doesn't. My stuff's not secure. Not secure. The the Wi Fi ain't holding like I thought it would. So it's just like how it was the first time. So I got to figure out a different way. But you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me playing the game, one way or the other. Hell yeah. So what about you? What are you playing? I I oi. Uh, I'm playing. <laughs> I don't know what just happened in my mouth there. Uh, <laughs> open, open up. Let me see. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I am playing. I tried out a new MMO uh, called Lost Ark. And by try out, I mean I got through like the little tutorial section. But it's a. MMO. MMO, Steven. Look, look, I saw hanging out, hanging out in the background, but, you know, some friends were saying it's pretty cool. I looked at the, I looked at the trailer and it looked like an MMO version of Diablo, which I love Diablo. And it's kind of I loved like multiplayer Diablo. It's just kind of yeah. action packed and fun. And I was curious. Definitely has a little bit of that vibe going on. I was also super distracted. So I only got about 10 minutes into it. Like, so I did the tutorial, got my class, practiced some some battles and things like that and then i uh you know kind of just took a break it looks interesting it's very pretty it's from amazon studios so that's an interesting thing i, I didn't know they were still making games or because i thought they closed the studio but yeah that is a uh, that is something that i gave a try and then i also have been playing a, a more of that vampire survivors game i think i told you about last week um, mm -hmm. it's that way easier with the roguelite yeah, it's, oh. it's it's way easier with a controller. It's a lot more approachable. Um, and then, 
what else did I play today? I've been playing just random PC games. Um, oh, Loop Hero. I did some more Loop Hero because I was feeling that. I just, I'm doing these little small bits of gaming because I don't have a lot of time for extended gaming. Like, I'm right at the end of Shido's Palace and Persona 5 still. I just need, like, a good solid three to four hours to really work on the end of it. And I just haven't had it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So... So it's been a lot of like very short arcadey experiences with like Vampire Survivors, Loop Hero. I tried out that MMO and then got distracted with uh, watching Daryl fight an Elden Ring boss. And that game looks so cool, but I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until later. But you know what I am excited about? It comes out on the 22nd of March. Room Factory 5. Oh, my God. Everything you've don't said you, tonight oh has disappointed God, me. I don't think I've ever been back to the, back to back disappointed so many times in my life. <laughs> back look, to you, back to uh, back. <laughs> I Rune Factory. Dress um, up, darling. <laughs> it hurts. Look, it hurts Factory me. Is my jam. I own every. I own every one of them. And just because you don't like farming dungeon crawling games doesn't mean I can't. I know. I know. But I know. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and you need you need to learn to like them anyways. Gardening would be good for the soul. You're um, not wrong. You're not wrong. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much the main thing I'm getting excited for. Like, I'm kind of curious to see your experience. I, I actually want you to stream or like record Stranger of Paradise because the selling like the the points on like the like when someone brought this up, I was like what universe am i living in team ninja and square enix teaming up to do an isekai story built into the original final fantasy and the guy said chaos so many times in the trailer it was i thought that was like a like like it was a clip yeah it looked like a clip show and then someone was like no that's like a continuous thing and it's like oh okay Uh, well i mean but i but i have heard from early reviews like across the board the combat is just phenomenal Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes just, up for anything that could possibly go wrong. No one can deal with uh, Jack and chaos. Just no one can deal with the guys <laughs> in the game. It's rough or yeah. no one. Yeah. I don't think anyone can deal with the Nomura part of it. And that's, you, you gotta be Paul's deep into Nomura fan base to really be able to deal with this. And let me tell you, I'm dipped in and I think I'm ready for this. So uh, I don't think I'm going to have a to be the this. worst phrase I've ever heard describing really? this. I feel like <laughs> I've said worse. To me. I feel like I've said worse. <laughs> you said all kinds of terrible things. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's about it for, for gaming for me. I think that kind of wraps up my gaming, my, my anime watching, and uh, I'm ready to get to the meat and potatoes. Evangelion 3.33. You cannot redo. And 3.0 plus 1.0. Uh, thrice upon a time right i think it is and kingdom hearts three remind dlc the story so far uh or oh no no sorry wrong one yeah no you're right you're right sorry i mean i get confusion absolutely understand the confusion it's like it's like hideaki Anno consulted nomura for a naming uh pattern and you know that's just what happened can i use your name generator Mr. Nomura, can I can I use that thing? I can't read. Can I this. copy your homework. Let's change it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, oh man, so this is so this is uh, we we were kind of talking a little bit before, but this is where it's 
it's different completely. So story wise, like this is uh, mm-hmm. where the, it's not the neon Genesis Evangelion, you, you know, you know, and love, uh, or this is going to be a different one. You're going to know and love depending on how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's a trip. Yeah. I, I'll go ahead and kind of lead us in. Uh, so you, you start with Shinji waking up and it's, it's 14 years. He has been shipped into the future and he did not have a good ship arc. He, uh, <laughs> He's woken up and everyone is around him trying to test him. You know, oh, hey, are you okay? Do you remember what happened? Blah, blah, blah. People keep trying to see if he's he remembers. And all the while, uh, Misato is commanding a new ship. And it's all being attacked by an angel. Uh, an angel that is being combated by Mari and Asuka. Uh, Cap, or sorry, pirate Asuka. I, I don't have a cool name. Arsuka. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Write that down. Uh, Arsuka is working on uh, taking out this this angel, and they they seem to have some good good chemistry as they're fighting. But Shinji is working on coming to, and he doesn't know what happened fourteen years ago. And you kind of see all this shit happen, and it's not good. Uh, Shinji is being shunned, and this angel's taken care of, but. It's it's still taking a while for things to kick off for your boy because no one's telling him. They're just kind of treating him like shit. He's trying to get out here and fight this angel, but he can't get his Ava. His Ava's being used to pilot this new ship called the Wunder, which is pretty hype. I liked this whole boat scene. Um, what would you kind of think about this this kickoff with this angel, the Wunder, oh. Shinji's ignorance and, and neglect? You know, there, there was a lot starting so, this movie off. It was overwhelming. There was a lot happening. So that's where they're uh, they're literally trying to... They're actually falling through space, as I recall. They're, like, re-entering into the, the atmosphere. And they're yeah. fighting these angels as they fall. And mm-hmm. it's wild. I think uh, Mari calls Asuka princess. Prin- and she calls yeah. her four-eyed crony. Mm-hmm. And they have this whole combiner thing going on. So that's kind of cool. And they like it. They actually like have this whole scene where like they're fighting through space. It's really awesome. And I just think the action in this movie is top notch. It's just a wonder to see. It's kind of hard to describe because there's so much happening. And there's a lot of stuff you just kind of pick up bits and pieces and you don't get to piece together until way later. But uh, I think my favorite part of that little scene is they're kind of getting they're They're doing OK, but they're starting to get trounced a little bit. And then Asuka just goes, is just like, come on, idiot Shinji. And all of a sudden, something just like takes out the angel for some unknown reason. You kind of get a glimpse of like this Ava eye. And then they continue their descent. But that's exactly when Shinji wakes up from his like 14 year like coma, I guess. You find out a lot of weird things about the lore where any of the children don't age. It's the curse of it's the curse of all the children. So, fourteen mm-hmm. years has passed, but Shinji, Asuka, Mari, um, all those folks uh, still look exactly the same. He gets uh, he gets all this. He's getting like examined and kind of thrown around a lot, and he ends up. You end up meeting the, the one of the newer girls. I think uh, ends up being Suzuhara's little sister, mm-hmm. um, and. 
you get to the bridge and Misato's got that drip going on. That new drip is is dope as hell. She's got, She's the... got that Char Asnaball from from Russia look mm-hmm. going. It is nasty. I love it. It's good yeah, shit. Yeah, it's and they show off. Uh, they show off a lot of what's going on. They, uh, I love the the deep fascination with uh, battleships that clearly Hideaki Anno and all those guys from Gainax have because they turn up in like so much of their work. And it Even was when they have this. Yeah, go ahead. It, it was so weird. Like I, I was not expecting this this focus in tactic with the battleships. Like mm-hmm. she she pulled the Vunder up out of the air and it became an airship but then the battleships also became part of the funders like assault Mm -hmm. line like she eventually uses these battleships as part of the defense at a at an angle like she actually pulls them like the battleships are pretty cool speaking of a battleship if sideline if if chaotic pubcast ever calls us out again on battleship i'm gonna whoop the resets of ass on battleship straight up <laughs> i, I told Just them so 6 p.m know. cst tomorrow bring your diapers babies tomorrow because i'm changing butts and i've got diaper cream <laughs> anyway <laughs> back, back back to battleships so it was cool, really cool seeing all those tactics. It, it was just weird seeing like the strings and everything to hold them up, but it was neat. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they had that whole like kind of puppet string attachment. It's and this is this is still early enough in the series where there's still nonsense being said on the bridge, and it makes no sense. Like, and that's the thing. That's a continued thing. The language still makes no sense during this part of the movie. Um. So that's half of the fun. Like you, they do this really cool epic scene where like the bridge actually like they pull all of the commanding officers in this one unit into like another room and it closes the pod and it just shows them 360 degree visuals of everything going on. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's some of the nerve HQ people. And, it, you know, Shinji's just like, what the heck is happening? What have you put on my neck? So they basically put a bomb on his neck and uh, they tell him you don't need to do anything. Don't do anything. You're not needed. And of course, you know, Misato's being a big old, big old mean old bitch about it. And he's like, what? Wait, what? I want to fight. I want to help everybody I care about. And here's, here is my one problem with this movie so far. Like, I remember thinking, I was like, it went on a while where people talked to him. He saw, you saw this action and everything happening afterwards. He's still being kind of like treated like a prisoner and like a danger. And I get it. He, he caused essentially the third impact. Um, uh, or a near in third impact, I think it is what they call it. Yeah, the near but, third. Yeah, like he he ends up getting fed up with not being told anything, which is literally something anyone could have done at any point. Like literally taking him seriously and told him what the hell happened, but no one did this. Not Oscar, not Misato, not Suzuhara, no one. So he's like fuck this and he he hears ayanami's voice in his head and you know he's like all right i'm gonna take off with ayanami because she shows up and like tears a hole in the side of the ship and he jumps in the hand and off he goes and i think the little sister is like just make sure you don't ride it in ava and off he goes and that like that's the end of that and i'm, I'm just sitting there going like why did uh, so all these people supposedly cared about him and 
no one told him what happened in the 14 years like no not one person said hey you know when you did that thing it kind of jump started the end of the world a little bit people might be a little upset at you but no they're just like here's a bomb on your neck you're a dick we all hate you stay out of our way go back to your jail cell but you also have the power to like psychically call an ava to your side and like like i don't know like no one thought that like that's my one gripe with this movie it's just like it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense i know the tension's supposed to be there i get i get the general like like story building part of it but the part of me like in terms of the characters is kind of like it's a little odd a little odd call but like it was just for the sake of the story that that had to happen like they that only happened just to create tension within the ship for Shinji to I guess mm-hmm. make you feel okay that he was gonna run away with Ayanami anyway, um because yeah. that's all he wanted was Ayanami. He just kept bugging everybody. What happened, Ayanami? Well, where's Ayanami? I saved her, and no one would. I mean, everyone was telling him that she doesn't exist anymore. She she materializes the cassette player that he had, but that was it. Other than that, she wasn't there. And he just wouldn't take anything else as an answer or no one else would give him anything else. And it, you know, they, they were just being big pains and, you know, he is a, yeah. he is an existential pain as well. You know, it's, it's Shinji. Yeah. So, um, but so I also want to highlight some things in this, in this scene is so one, like this is where you see a clear cut difference between the old guy next style, uh, character designs and even animation to the newer designs like that's okay. what's even uh, that's what's wilder is because that was the thing is like if you watch the first and even the second movie a lot of the animation resembled the original Gynex like kind of character designs and even that 90s aesthetic but if you watch after the 14 year jump like i think i think uh you know we were trying to talk about it a little bit i was trying to correlate because it's it's hideaki so he does a lot of stuff with like purpose so I was kind of trying to figure out if there was literally 14 years between the original TV series and the new movies. And mm-hmm. I think there's a way it would work out or it'd be close. And I, but I might be reaching, but everything looks different. Risco's rocking that pixie cut. Um, you know, yeah, she's got that new, she got that new drip. All the, all the freaking nerve HQ people got uh, glow ups and new pink haired girl looks like an FLCL character. So, I mean, that's like a good it's, comparison. It's, it's a good look. It's everybody, but everybody's different enough that you're like, you're like, I see enough of the old stuff in there to know who they are, but it's also got this new, new tilt to it. I I freaking love it. It's wonderful. Um, And that, that's something I noticed uh, pretty early on. And yeah, I guess, uh, I guess. And the thing is, I also have a a slight, like kind of like, so I gave shit to everybody not telling Shinji anything, but Shinji didn't really ask very clearly either. So, so points against him too, but yeah, uh, any other points before we move into the nerve HQ portion of the movie? So Shinji isn't good at asking questions as well. He said that in the beginning that he doesn't really ask questions because he doesn't expect answers. So not not to hmm. justify him, but point. he did say that in the beginning. And I I expected that going back in for this rewatch of these four movies. And that, that's mm-hmm. kind of stuck with me because we, we talked about how they don't explain shit. And so every time something happens that I don't understand, I'm like, well, Shinji's not going to ask this question. Is Shinji my my vessel to be where I'm just not going to understand this? But it's 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 hard. I don't know. I, I feel like there's yeah. I feel like there's just some things I don't get. But we'll we'll get into uh, more of that. 
we'll get into more of that as the as the movie goes along because there's another part where I I'm also like why, but as yeah. we go, anyways, from this point on, uh, you know, Shinji's riding in the hand of uh of Unit Zero with Rei Ayanami piloting it. Or we didn't know that that was a thing, and then he wakes up in that hospital bed. Of course he does. He always like wakes up in that hospital bed, and then he basically finds out Nerve HQ is like this decrepit pit of doom that you can see the sky from the geofront so th- bad things blew up the entire portion of the earth where they're at and he goes down and finds his uh he's got ayanami with him and he thinks it's he totally thinks it's the ayanami he saved uh it to us the viewers if we have any semblance of sense uh we realize uh i don't think it is uh he gets kind of thrown into a conversation with gendo rocking those like late 90s uh you know surfer glasses or whatever that is yeah, like that full yeah. wrap around he's got he's got that cyclops visor um <laughs> and he's just still Gross. being a huge old dick he's still being a huge old dick he just tells him hey you're gonna pilot unit 13 that will be hatched soon enough i guess uh, with this dude over here you've never met before um and he does like they don't even say hi to each other he's just like yeah here's your co-pilot and Shinji just starts kind of like existing, roaming around these ruins, trying to interact with Ray, which it's clearly not the original Ray. And I think he, I think after a while, you know, he just kind of like is floating around doing nothing. And he actually starts talking to Kaoru. Like, and like, what's your impression? You actually, like, from here, like, you know, I feel like I've hit any. Am I missing anything so far? Mm-mm. No, for the most part, you're, you're getting it. There's a lot of time here where. He's just kind of hanging out at Nerve HQ and kind of going through the motions, trying to bond with Ray. He's struggling to really get a new connection because he's hoping that he can figure out what's going on with Ray. But he's he's really just not getting it that this is not Ray that he knows. This is new Ray or Ray number nine, I think, is what it says on the back of her thing. Or six, mm-hmm. it's six or nine. I don't remember. Or nice. Anyway, no, it's, it's um, nine. It's nine. OK. And so. While he's trying to do that, he does eventually start bonding with Kaoru. And apart from their intimate relationship with the piano, while they're practicing and learning that together, um, Kaoru does kind of explain to him what happened while he was gone. And this is his first instance mm-hmm. of really learning what happened, uh, that that Shinji actually caused a mass extinction event, which when when they call it that instead of an impact, it has so much more weight that it's mm-hmm. a... That's it, 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 Wow, I had a hard time saying that. Extinction event. A lot of ease. But (laughs) Shinji just has a hard time processing that that he did that. And uh, Kaoru just kind of keeps talking with him, reveals that he's one of the children. And um, apart from all that, that they they as Lilin, not that Kaoru's a Lilin, that what's his face? Shinji's a Lilin. Uh, Lilin evolve or find ways to evolve the world itself around them using life forms from the past imbued with the fruit of life um, such as the angels uh, using the human instrumentality project and we find out through conversations with Gendo and uh, Futsuyuki or I'm going to call him Futsu um, that the (laughs) instrumentality project is still a go and they're counting on Shinji and Kaoru's Ava number 13 to be the trigger for that. So that's what's going on there. Once that thing hatches, that's the plan is still on. Their plan is still 14 years going. It's still 14 years strong. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. 
that they were still able to do this and and shinji just still still not processing this well but yeah yeah he's not Mm-mm. but all futsu has a uh, lapse in judgment and decides to uh, talk to Gendo and says like, Hey, Hey pops, you need to talk to your boy. And uh, when Gendo doesn't, he takes it upon himself and talks to Shinji and lets him know about uh, Oh, Oh mama Ayanami. And uh, that's not a good conversation. <laughs> Ma- mama Nami. That's a good one. Write that down. Oh my God. Uh, oh mama my God. Nami. <laughs> and so they, uh, he tells her, uh, he tells him about her past, her being dead, her being part of the Ava, all her clones. Cause he, he shows him, he shows her a picture. He's like, Oh, is that right? And he said, no, that's your mother. And then he shows her <laughs> the, the wall of her heads. He's like, these are all rays. <laughs> also your mother. And it's, it was horrifying. Like, like I got chills. Like, I, I, I mean, I saw the, the series where they revealed that it was his mother and I was like, oh, God, ah, but this time it was just, oh, God, it was, it was a little worse, worse for it's wear. a little bit more but, gruesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know what, how'd, how'd you feel about the, the, the mom reveal, I guess, or the, birth, the I, uh, parent confirmation. I don't know, Run, running that down this whole thing, like Kaoru is just a little extra creepy. Um, yeah, definitely creeping on Chenji to a certain degree. They, like they very predatory and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a it's a little weird. But they also do a really cool thing where they do a piano duet as like a way of conversing with each other and actually connecting. So I, it kind of harkens back to that synchronicity uh, episode with Oscar in the original series. So I kind of I, I'm like that's oh. actually really cool. Yeah, because remember there, it's uh, as the movie goes on, they reveal that the, the reason they're co-pilots is because it's a dual plug system in the new Ava. And they have to be at the right synchronicity. And so them connecting through music and learning how to feel out the other person's sound and play a beautiful song together. That's a really cool moment. It's a, there's a lot of beautiful scenery and music that goes on during this point. Um, As you go on, you get the Fuyutsuki scene, which I think is great because Fuyutsuki just like, seems like completely just annoyed by this whole experience. Yeah. And so he asked him if he like if he knows how to play shogi and like makes sits him in this dark ass room with a shogi table and starts, you know, picking pieces apart. And so this is a really cool scene where he's they're pulling pieces from a pile of of pieces as he explains the pieces of the plot that Shinji doesn't know yet. Oh, have you seen this picture? And he takes a piece. Oh, who is this? Rei Ayanami, and he takes a piece. And then he's like, No, that's your mother. She was a student of mine. And he takes a piece, and like as you go, it's like Fuyutsuki's oh. taking more and more pieces and placing them on the board and creating this whole side, like solid side, and piecing everything together. Explaining the human instrument mentality project, where humans are literally used as an instrument for evolution uh, of the uh, of the angels and the loom and things like that. And it's it's explaining who his mother was and how she helped develop the Avas, and she was trying to find the right synchronicity rate and she disappeared into an Ava. Like no, she didn't die in the traditional sense. She just disappeared. But, uh, and, and then explaining that rays are essentially clones of UE and things like that to a certain degree. And he's, you know, Shinji is just kind of like slowly mentally breaking somewhere behind the, the lines of his eyes. And you can literally see him like shaking as he's taking pieces and stuff like that. It's a really cool 
scene. Like it's that's the thing is like a lot of this imagery has to do with what's happening in those scenes. And I think that's, I think that's kind of wild. Um, and so Suki seems like really annoyed that he has to do this. It's, I mean, it sucks to have to break down shit like this to a kid, you know, it's rough, you know, it's not his responsibility. It's Gendo's. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I like is that you don't see Shinji's breakdowns in the movies as much as you see them mm-hmm. through the show. So when he does lose yeah. his shit, it's a little bit more weighty as opposed to his usual every five minutes losing his shit in the show, which, you know, they're warranted, you know, he, he needs to lose his shit. He's going through some things, but like this one's rough when he's like, he's like in a different place. And like, he's, he's tripping. Like, how do I process this? I know. Don't pilot the Avo. He's like tripping. And I was like, yeah, I mean, how do you process that? That's rough. Good luck. You know, yeah. we're going to see how this plays out, Cotton. But uh, uh, he's literally sitting on his bed facing the wall, just literally like crying and trying to. He's like, no, I'm not going to pilot an Ava. I killed everyone. Mm-hmm. Everything is fucked up. And uh, Kaoru comes in and he's like, hey, so there's a way for you to reset the world. With and... the what is I, I wrote it down. Hang on. Oh, how did I describe this? Oh no, my notes. Yeah, it. I fucked it. Oh, here it is. The spearmint of gingivitis. So if they're able to get these, this tool, then he can help reset the world. And this you, is what no it's going to take. No one can see this, but I'm I'm literally cringing physically <laughs> at him calling it the the spearmint of gingivitis. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so Kaoru ha- it takes some convincing but Kaoru does convince Shinji to go get the spearman of gingivite and I mean it's the the spear of uh, a long no I don't even know what it was you really me, called you want me I to was, help you I was dead set on doing this this little bit go ahead what's it called <laughs> it's uh there's two spears that that pierce um I believe it's the yeah it was the the awakened unit one and it's uh, called the lance of Longinus and the lance of uh, Cassius. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea that Kaoru puts in his head is that if you have both of those spears, basically the spear of hope and the spear of despair, is is kind of how he explains it. You mm-hmm. can basically reset everything you did, um, and that's that's kind of really the vague explanation. Like, there's no like in depth like because of this it's going to reset the world it's just like yeah you can fix everything if you have both of them and also as as a little aside his little bomb necklace that he had the entire time Kaoru takes it off of him and puts it on himself to convince him to get into the Ava with him and he's like hey if anything goes terrible terribly wrong i'll be the one to carry the burden and i so hated it down the here. second i saw it i hated it and i was like no sir uh, <laughs> why why didn't we just throw that away <laughs> why why did we there was a better choice there was one choice there was one choice oh my god oh my but, god but uh so so coward puts this thing on they get in unit 13 they go down and they're trying to get the uh the spear and it turns out like they're they're fighting their way towards this thing fighting off these weird other like sort of like mass-produced angel units or something like that i'm not exactly clear where they're coming from but there's a lot of them and they're climbing the body where the lances are protruding from like the awakened unit one and coward just all of a sudden goes 
he's like shinji's all in he's he's like let's go let's get the spears we're doing this let's go and he's just like something's wrong something's wrong but i'm not going to tell you well he he's and then he's, he realized they're the, they're not the they're not a set they're a pair and he he realizes one of those is not the right spear and oh shinji is so dead set on getting not retribution i don't think that's the right word but he's he wants to fix what's wrong because he's been mm-hmm. shunned by everyone and he still can't fix anything everyone's dead he's caused an extinction event he wants to reset the fucking world and you know he he's got to put all the dice in but kauru is like something's not right here one of those sticks isn't like the other and meanwhile they've got mari and uh mari and what's girl uh asuka are down there and they've they've they're bombarding them trying to get them to stay away from the the damn spears but shinji is not playing nice he is fighting back and it's good it's nice to see him stand up to asuka i i actually enjoyed seeing that yeah Uh, they fight yeah he he said oh you don't ever listen to me and like he he swung on her and like not that I wanted to see that, but I wanted to see him stand up for himself. And I was yeah, like, absolutely. wow, that's that's good for you, man. Congrats. You know, she's she's a bully and an ass. So I'm happy for you. And look, uh, I I love Asuka, but she is a, a grade A bitch. Like there there's a million ways better to, to approach the situation. And I know you had to rely on yourself and you were all alone and you got this chip on your shoulder. But you clearly were capable of being understanding of him at one point in the story. And now you're just like full on full tilt bitch again. And yeah. I guess 14 years does a lot to a person, especially when you got an eye patch on. Um, but I mean, what? It's like, just, that's 14 years of an eye patch. You know, you that's not 14 years of, of piloting with no debt perception. We're going to talk about what that eye patch is and why, why she does, shouldn't have a grudge. We're going to talk about yeah. that later because <laughs> I don't yeah. she I, shouldn't she shouldn't be upset with what she has and what she's doing. That's not, she, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't harbor anything. Mm-hmm. She's working yeah. with good, good tools. She's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, no, no justice for Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> no justice for Oscar. Okay. No, justice. anyways. So, so Shinji gets a hold of these damn freaking spears again, and things go Gendo's way. And, and, in like traditional situation tits up is pretty much the only way that it goes for gendo's plan and it basically starts the for the the starting rights of the fourth impact wait wait is is tits up a good thing i don't what is that phrase i assume it has to do with like a dead body floating or something like that i know that sounds dark but yeah yeah okay so that's bad like a fish yeah, i think it i think it was like i think it was like a like a horror movie thing like back in the day okay so that's not coming up millhouse no okay no it's not so for gendo i might i might cut this whole thing i might cut this whole fucking thing (laughs) i I feel extremely awkward thanks to you for not really knowing this the source of it and now i'm just i've equated tits up with uh dead bodies of yeah oh it's going terrible you know what anyways moving on the world starts to end again and it's all shinji's fault um but Kawu stands up and basically says oh no it's actually my fault because i was the first aim mm-hmm. oh okay okay you're going real fast you're going real fast yeah okay all right it, throw, I've, something I've, in, throw something in. i've got some notes i've got some notes all right so so 
we have an angel form once they start activating these spears it takes a face it takes the face of yui shit starts getting wild um gendo dismisses the big council that's been going on the world council that everyone's been working with or that everyone's been working with gendo on i don't remember what they're zell is that one zell i think so he he dismisses zell the the dead sea scrolls you're all good guys don't worry about it i gotta take care of from here no like, oh big preach gendo thank you and so they all start dismissing one by one uh so that's all almost wrapped up there um so Kauru. 3.33 yeah that's what i have that he's dismissed okay, cool. i i'm trying to remember no it's all good uh and from here ode to joy starts playing and it starts getting heavy um uh, and shiva or shinji zeva has entered the struggler atom state where it becomes pure white and it is floating it's transcending again and it, it it it's got two arms holding these each spear it's got four fucking arms and it's floating and all the way all while it's going up the entire world is entering mementos from persona 5 it is looking very <laughs> grim it's not looking good uh and out of oh nowhere uh Shinji says, is this my fault? And like, I ought to slap the shit out of him. Like, yes, motherfucker, this is all your fault. Do you remember when you pulled the spears <laughs> like 10 seconds ago? Um, so right now, this is like the continuation of the fourth impact. Um, and the Wunder has come from nowhere and has tackled this Ava. And uh, she misato's in there and she's giving the fucking orders she says we will not let this follow through this will not happen and this ava cannot can't do anything it's just being fucking pelted with a ship um and right now karu don't forget is still wearing the dss choker which is now in range of the bomb so this is now nervous now ah state um so rogue avas have now started attacking the wunder asuka and uh, mari distracted no longer handling avas this is now fucking nuts it is it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um i want to say this uh, is I mean, where they... oh go ahead i mean they went all out with the battle there's just so much oh, going yeah. on like there's oh, yeah. these like i think is this a, i don't know if it's this one or the, the second one but they get they get like all these like Instead of like angels in the traditional sense in the early series, it just looks like rogue Avas. And that's the sort of like, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah, yeah, like it's just, it's wild, like all the shit that's happening. You got this big, the wounder, like battleship happening with all the different AT fields and, and the ships and rogue Avas fighting Asuka and Mari. And it's you both. Know, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a little bit more in the other one. This one's just like on a smaller scale because it gets mm-hmm. bigger in 3.0. Oh yeah. Oh god. What happened? Uh so all while this is happening, Ray is going through an identity crisis looking at this angel that has taken the form of her head. And she's like, "Is that me? <laughs> am I this angel? Am I an angel? Who am I?" And it's it's so yeah. funny cuz everything is falling apart around her. Everything is crimson and she just can't fucking deal. But she also doesn't know. Um let's see. And I think yeah, now she actually ejects, doesn't she? She ejects like just like takes off. Like I think her, she did. Her, I think uh, she left. Yeah, I think her. Yeah, her Ava gets busted up or something like that. And instead of like dying with the ship, she ejects and just like <laughs> she's gone. 
yeah, I can't she's deal like, with this. She, she doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know what to do. So, boop, off we go. Do what you. I think somebody. I think a voice tells her do what you want, or somebody told mm-hmm. her do do what you want, and she like she just takes off. She's trying to figure out like because she's not the because he uh, Shinji says she's not the real one, and she doesn't quite get that, and she's trying to figure that out. Yeah, and uh, so she takes off. She gets launched out. Uh, all everything is going terribly across the board for everybody involved. Uh, Everything's coming up. Millhouse, go ahead. No, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) I can't stand you. Every time I teach you something from my old days, you just gotta pervert it into sadness and disappointment. Uh, Fair enough. Anyways, so Kaoru and Shinji are in the in the cockpit of this big bad Ava, not really being able to do anything, and the 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 collar, the bomb collar, starts going off, and he's like, "No, Shinji, this isn't your fault. It's mine." And he basically reveals that he's the first angel and his whole goal was to try to make Shinji happy, but he's fallen and become the 13th angel. Basically the last one, the angel of despair, I guess is, is something they, they mentioned at some point. Yeah. And he's like, I'm real sorry. I was really trying to help. And Shinji's <laughs> like, no, it's okay. And then the fucking bomb blows up and it's just blood all over the side of the, the cabinet. And Shinji is rocked. He is broken it's it's done and uh i think uh if i recall correctly he gets like everything just goes wrong and it gets ejected and everything like that the the plug is taken out and it's just lands off someone uh someone in the distance oh no cower had to cower had to die to prevent the fourth impact from happening yes he had to close the gates of guff so i have on here uh Let's see. He reveals he was the trigger. The necklace is active. I'm, this is in all caps. I was freaking out again as I was watching this because I knew it was coming. Uh, the necklace is active. Shinji is losing humanity and hope. Kaoru closes the gates of Guff in an epic scene. And then then Shinji sees Kaoru's head explode. Shinji is traumatized. Everyone is yelling at him. But fuck, man, kiss my ass. For the impact averted, all the pilots are together. The trauma is there. And now we have to deal with this. Yeah, as I recall, Oscar basically opens his his uh, his plug, and he's like curled up in the fetal position, just miserable and dead inside. And yeah. she's like, "Come on, let's go!" And like grabs him, and Ayanami's there too. And it's like the original three pilots just wandering off into the distance at the end of the movie. Like everything is wrong, everything is destroyed. Most people, a lot of people we care about have died, especially his like new like very horny uh, male best friend. That you just made. Um, <laughs> that's the end of Ava 3.33. You cannot redo. It just clearly, you cannot redo because everything is wrong at this point. And it's, uh, I actually appreciated that. I appreciated that about this movie. Um, I also want to point out that this is the first time I sat down and looked at the credits of one of these movies. And I, I need to go back and watch the first two movies and check their credits to see if this is the case. But do you realize that they must have called in every goddamn favor any of those old boys over at Gynex had? Because Madhouse, Cloverworks, UFO Table, um, A1 Pictures, like major studios that have really good pedigrees were involved in the animation of this movie. No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. UFO table. I was like looking at it. It was like the list on here is like a who's who of good quality animation. So it's no wonder those movies looked like freaking dope as hell. The action was just really well done. I mean, UFO table has 
taken Demon Slayer and made a name for themselves for being on top of action. Apparently, they've done some other series. Uh, I need to go watch it. They did a Tales of Zestiria anime. We need to see and their taxes, they... too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bro, but the, that's shame, bro. Disregard. They're doing just fine, I imagine, though. Like, they got to pay back the taxes, and I think their their head has to do, like, some probation or something like that. But yeah, but they're, they're good. They're still making that. They got that next Demon Slayer arc coming out. Um, yeah. And more, and more fate in the pipeline. So, you know, they're good. They're good to go for quite a while. But yeah, they just, just announced. Away. Uh, they, they just announced the next fate movie. I think coming to high yeah. dive, I believe today, I think I saw some, it has some, movie? some, I don't fucking know. Fate is fate. They just, they got something. I don't know what the yeah. hell's going on there. I, I've got other things I got to keep track of. Like what, what level Piplup evolves that I can't worry about the next fate movie you judge me for all the shit that you judge me for and you're still playing pokemon after the like four to five times you told me you're like i think i'm done oh i'm not still playing it but i do have to make sure i don't evolve (sighs) that's different anyway so evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time the final in the quadrilogy of Evangelion rebuild movies. Um this one starts off also <clears throat> wild. Um and I, I didn't really know what to do with it, but I, I liked it. It was cool. Uh this one starts with Mari uh doing <laughs> assisting with a France takeover or, or like reclaiming France. Or was it Paris? Mm-hmm. Paris. So it's the, a re- uh, reclamation of the Euro nerve branch. Ah, there we go. So they yeah. found a way to take back all this angel property. Uh, they have to instill these, I'll call them generators. They, they have a better term for it. Um, but they, they have to work on hacking it and taking it over and making sure it's up in so much time. And Mari is the only Ava pilot right now. Cause the other three are off fucking around in the desert. So she is fighting angels on her own in a busted Ava. Hers got yeah. her arms got ripped off in that big fight with the spears and uh, and Shinji. So she has this ballerina, two legged ring dancer Ava now, and she's making it work because she's the most competent of all four. But it's it's incredible watching her figure this out and do it because it it doesn't look like it's going to work, but she does it. And they uh, they figure it out, but it's a mess. Um, what did I say? Oh, she's the only functioning pilot. Everyone else is on a peyote trip through the Crimson Wilderness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If anybody actually takes you seriously, is they're going to explain Evangelion all kinds of wrong. But they are on a little bit of a, a, a spirit journey, that's for sure. For sure, on a spirit journey. Um, so eventually they actually find their way to a human refuge uh, of a town of these generators that have been reclaiming their hometown or Japan, Tokyo three or whatever is near Tokyo three um, where they actually find Toji and Kinsuke. Uh, what's the main boy's names? Uh, Shinji's old friends and all their people are there, but they're all grown because it's mm-hmm. been 14 years and the only people that haven't grown are the Ava pilots. So they're all grown ass people now. Um, Toji is married to oh my dog wanted to come here this this bullshit I was spitting off just in case 
just in case I was making up some more, make sure I wasn't uh, doing nothing bad. Uh, so he married he married the the class rep, if I recall correctly. It's Hikari. Mm-hmm. Hikari, that's her name. I I kept it kept messing me up because her name's Hikari and it was Shinji Ikari because it was so close. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. Like, no, stop kissing Shinji. Shinji doesn't want that. He's in depression. And so they uh, they actually have a baby together. And that was really cute seeing that. Um, and then Kinsuke is there. But they're all trying to welcome the crew, the pilots. And the only one that's not accepting it is Shinji. Because uh, he is dealing with the loss of Kaoru. This almost near <laughs> mass extinction event that he almost caused again. Like every again. time. He, again. Yeah. Like he, he's, and he's always trying to do the right thing. He's trying to do the right thing every time. And it just goes wrong. And he, he got a feel for the kid, but like, he also just straight up gives up the will to live. Like yeah. he's just laying there. Yeah. For days. And while, while he's doing that, uh, Asuka is not doing anything. She's just kind of lazing about, but she hooks up with Kinsuke. Her and Kinsuke have a relationship of sorts. And I mean, I don't really know what the benefits of that are, but that's not my business. Um, Ray, <laughs> Ray is integrated with the local nursing home and is helping out with plants and doing swim classes in the spa. Like they're both kind of growing and mm-hmm. learning lessons from this society that they've become ingrained in. And it's just Shinji that can't seem to learn and, and move on and adapt at this point. It's, it's just those two. Man, that that uh, so this leads to uh, I love the fact that Shinji's old friends have become like super zen. Yeah, you know they're just like they're like real calm and like patient as hell. Yeah, especially with him. But but you know, but you know who isn't? Oscar when she basically flips him the fuck over and just stuffs rations down his down his pie hole and makes him swallow them. And I want like this is an uncomfortable scene to watch because it was it's very detailed. Yeah, it's intense, and uh, and of course, Oscar has some weird fascination with like hanging out in her underwear and like a shirt. Uh, c- clearly, Kinsuke's shirt at this point, so it's cl- it's kind of established that she calls him Kin Kin, and so it kind of establishes that they they have a little bit of closeness. I don't know if we've established this already, but this whole movie series has a weird fascination with panty shots and ass shots and nude shots all over it. I don't know if we've established this already, but it's awful. <laughs> There's too many, too much. Just, just on the record, stop. No more, <laughs> no more Oscar, no more Ray, please. But you're, you're pl- Masato all day. Um, please, but what does it take, Masato and Ritsuki? <laughs> what? Why was there not demand for that? But anyway, the <laughs> yeah, the breads, the bread scene where Shinji hasn't eaten in days. He doesn't eat with anybody, and she shoves that bread down his throat was awful yeah like, it was a rough that, watch man that's probably the scene where i just I, I cringed like god you know you you have to actually do it for him and he he kind of wakes up at that point kind of i don't know he he realizes he starts going cares. around yeah yeah he starts moving he starts moving around instead of just laying in the corner not eating um, he hasn't really fully got there yet. This whole like segment of the movie is actually really good and is is about Ray. It's it's more than anything. It is about Ray because she spends a bunch of time listening to Hikari, uh, 
talk and interact with people and asking questions. Um, she helps take care of the baby. So she learns like what goodbye means. Why do you say goodnight? Why do you, why do you say uh, good morning? Like all these things. And she gets put to work in the fields with these old ladies who just like accept her immediately, even though she has no name and things like that. And uh, she uh, slowly learns what it means to work and to sweat and all these things. And she's, she's starting to become more human. And, you know, at the same time, Shinji's getting the chance to really grieve, but then kind of recover. I think that's really what this scene like, and she starts to kind of like be able to interact with him and gives him back like the, the tape deck again. Yeah. That he just like the number of times he's lost his damn tape deck and has come back to him. It like, it's a big deal. Um, and it just goes on like that. And Shinji eventually, uh, you know, airs his, his grievances to the people around him. And then he starts kind of going out with Kensuke and experiencing like helping out. Uh, and that's where you, I think, I think he takes him to some of the infrastructure stuff and they explains a little bit like what people went through after the third impact. And then he takes him out to a, a farm. Yeah. Okay. I, I was wondering if you're going to go there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they meet this, they go, uh, you see this kid or this kid working on the farm. He's got a uniform. It says Kaji. And, uh, that's when you find out that it's, uh, it's Misato and Kaji's son. And, she has left him in the care of all the folks of village three. And you find out about Kaji passing away as the sacrifice that prevented the third impact from really going off. Cause basically every time one of these things goes off, there's a sacrifice that needs to be made. Essentially. You're also finding a little out a little bit more about what Kaji was doing and what the importance of it is. And they were basically harvesting uh, life forms from the world before and creating like a sort of like storing them away. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, they, they go into that a little bit more later, but, but yeah, like the meet Misato and Kaji's kid. And it, it, he looks like a little mini Kaji with Misato's hair and the kind of the same, like weird at like kind of like easygoing attitude of both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, and then they go back and, you know, it's, it's kind of wild, but you, while everything's going on, Ray starts to show signs of like, having trouble because as, as you remember she's always in those tanks or taking pills and things like that she hasn't done that for an extended period of time now and uh she goes oh that's right i can't live outside of nerve and so she ends up learning more and more she goes to the library gets a book and like it just becomes more and more human and asks shinji to give her a name and he can't do it and she finally realizes what's going to happen and shinji's kind of recovering and basically you know, she goes to him and talks to him and it's like this whole huge emotional moment. And she's like, basically tells him goodbye. And he's she like, says, what's going on? I, I just yeah, wanted to it? spend time with the boy I like. And then she takes steps back and her suit turns all white. And Shinji's just looking in awe as she just makes these confessions to him. And then she pops like a water balloon. Because she tells turn- yell, yeah. Oh my God. And I, 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 I want to say when I was watching this in the Discord the first time, I had to rewind it. And me and Will uh, were both watching it for the first time. We were like, what the fuck? Are you serious? But I mean, you, you see it coming when she starts getting sweet and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, don't, don't do it. Not Ray. Not Ray. Not like and this. Not, not like, like this. Not like this, please. And it's it was bad. It hurt, but 
of course. Uh, uh, that's yeah. all I got is of course. Yeah. Um, man, but uh, this is this is but this is also the moment that Shinji comes to comes to term with things like it it hurts him but it steals him at the same time yeah like this is the moment when he goes i know what i have to do now and he basically goes to asuka and is like it's time to fight so he like he voluntarily goes back to the wounder knowing he's gonna get that collar and he's gonna get thrown into like a container essentially and he's like calm as hell He's calm. He's calm and collected, and he because because also there's an important part that I kind of skipped over, and that was the fact that Kensuke did a lot of talking with Shinji, and one of those conversations was about Kensuke goes to visit his dad's grave with them, and he says, "I wish I had talked to him more. If I wish I had more drinks with him, you know, and wanted to, uh, you know, be closer to him." And, he, and basically, he says, "You should talk to your dad too," and Asuka's like, "His dad's Gendo Ikari." Are you insane? And he's like, eh, all the same. It's uh, it's still your father. You're always going to have that link. And I thought that was wildly cool. And so clearly Shinji's off to the races, going back to the Wounder. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just hanging out. And uh, they start prepping to go after Nerve HQ. Yep. Uh, it's the final battle. They're going for the, the, the big money. They're going in hard. They got the... They got the ship. They got the Avos. They got the pilots. Let's go, boys! In and going it, in deep, and this is—it's wild. Whole thing is fucking wild. And none of it makes sense. None of it. No. So it all kicks off like days earlier than Masato was planning, and she's like, "Okay, well, I guess we're going now." <laughs> and so shit kicks off, and they start flying. They they break in through layer two or whatever. Like she she. This is another time where they're throwing out terminology. And you're just yeah, like, yeah, oh, the L oh. field. Yeah, whatever, whatever you say, boss. Uh huh. And so she she starts throwing throwing stuff out, and you start seeing these other ships start coming up. And she's like, that's that's the other unit, and like other pieces. And they're like, well, well, whoa, what's this about? Why are there other boats? What's who's also creating these wonder these wonders? Who what is what is going oh on? God. And like I, I just kind of had more questions because it just kept getting bigger and bigger in scope. And like I felt like there was war I was missing out on. And it's possible oh, I missed out. But no, you have no idea the wildness of the scene. So first and foremost, I'm going to go into a little more detail here. They're Please all do. ready to go. And there's this there's this kind of like top level of area. You Normally they can't get into because it's a territory of angels. They decide to basically dive into this L field, which literally leaves this weird, like kind of like red underwater world where there's a bunch of just literally headless Ava bodies, countless of them. They call them the, uh, the Ava infinities and they just barrel through them. Like they just keep, they put on like these, uh, this like hyper powered ATE field and just like start diving through. Them. So I want you to think about that. They're, they're swimming through like a sea of like headless Ava's trying to get to nerve HQ. These other, the two other ships show up that are in the same style as the wounder and they're still fighting through kind of pushing through. And then you find out there's a third one and it comes and knocks the shit out of the wounder. And so it turns out there's supposed to be like four of these ships that were created. And apparently Gendo finished the other three. 
after somehow. they had stolen the first one. Yeah, like somehow. There's not, it's not really explained. It's just like he finished the other three. Look, it's that ship. It's that ship. They actually finished it. They actually finished that one too. And apparently they finished this fourth one I didn't know about either. And it like smacks the wounder off and you know, Asuka and Asuka and Mari are uh deployed to uh basically push through to the nerve HQ and like really take it out. And so you got all kinds of cool battles where they're flying through that same space and their Ava's uh, I think Asuka gets like a whole like mach- like chain gun like with a backpack and she's just like destroying everything spinning in circles and, and stuff like that it's such a wild fight and they both use the beast code where they remove the restrictors mm-hmm. Ooh, and I got they- this one I'll take that I'll, t- I'll take that a little go, bit go, for go, here go, 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 go. so are you talking about when they're getting to unit 13 or is that where we're yeah getting- they're trying to get they're, they're trying to get to unit 13 um, before right. you start your description one second all right, tell me about Unit 13 versus the girls. So the girls are falling down through this space of enemies. I mean, they're just wailing up. You got Asuka taking the front and Mari taking the rear. Every time they're just dropping through killing them, Mari's throwing support. I don't know if you remember God Eater. I don't know if anybody else mm-hmm. watched God Eater but me, but you remember how they had that big-ass weapon, and every time it yeah. would run out of ammo or whatever, it would break a shell, and then it'd have new ammo. Very, mm-hmm. I just got reminded of that, and I was like, man, I like this kind of shit. It's very stupid, but it's super cool. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. they start wailing through, and they finally get to 13. Asuka's there, and she gets ready to impale this thing because they have to take out 13. Otherwise it's the final impact is what everyone's worried about the final one. And then that's it for humanity. So she gets ready to impale it and it stops her own AT field is stopping her. And so she has to kind of overcome the fears of the AT field. So she pulls in back door code nine, nine, nine. And, uh, Oh, so this is what I have typed in all caps. Uh, Backdoor code 999, Asuka pulls a pipe out of her eye. What the yuck? She has the power of an angel. What is an Ava anymore? She has turned into a god. Super sick shit. So many colors. It's gorgeous. She just transcends and turns into, like, uh, she turns into the Tsukiyomi from Naruto. Like, uh, she is full full on Uchiha and has this Ava angel over her and she is working on tearing this thing and she attacks the Ava unit 13 and it doesn't work. Lo and behold, Ava unit 13 is too much. So it wakes up. And then I also had an all caps, but it meant nothing. Unit 13 came ready to beat cheeks and Asako was plucked from unit and, uh, goddamn, that was rough. Uh, so you also, uh, Okay. She gets turned into an angel. She like another side of her, basically. Once she because she has she basically has a containment, like a little taint, a containment yeah. pillar that they showed to like go in her eye. So she literally like pulls it out of her eye and uses the power of the angels to try her best. And then this other side of her shows up and is like, "It's okay, just go ahead and go back to being the the person you really are." And then like they're like, "Oh, she's an angel now. Things have gone wrong." Yeah, whatever that containment thing, or if that was all angel, I was a little confused on that. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was still cool seeing the transformation, and it was just so disheartening seeing that it was all for nothing because he just reached up, pulled her tube out, 
And I was like, oh, man, that's wild. And then Gendo comes in and he explains. Um, so Gendo and Masato have a showdown and they're standing right across from each other. And he's like, oh, well, Masato, what the fuck are you doing here? And then Ritsuko shows up and he's like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? And so blah, blah, oh, blah. Here, I remember this. Here's what y'all are doing. And uh, Ritsuko shoots him right in the head like four times. Man should be dead. Brains are all- brains are on the ground are on the ground yeah and gendo picks scoops up his him. own yeah and he so puts rough. it back in because he is no longer human and he, he you see that the cyclops thing is no longer on his head he just has a light for for eyes now he has transcended mortality and it was uh pretty trippy because he can float now too he just he does all kinds of things what did i write gendo can float too <laughs> yeah he's no longer human jesus christ uh so apart from yeah that, he ends up he ends up piloting unit 13 like he basically says we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes and of course at the same time shinji gets like because all the everything goes wrong everything the little containment unit he's in like opens up and he comes yeah. on out, and Misato, he tells Misato, I, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight." And everybody that has been affected by like Shinji's mistakes is kind of like sort of against it. And so the FLCL looking girl and the Suzuhara younger sister, like they all turn up with guns, ready to yeah. kill him. And the and the one that pulls the trigger is the uh, freaking uh, Suzuhara uh, little sister, the one you didn't expect to do it, and. She finally like does it, and Masato blocks the shot, and uh, clearly shows that you know she believes in Shinji, and he goes off and gets into to Unit One. Yeah. He literally gets like pulls Unit One out of the wounder, and gets in it and goes, "All right, I'm going to I'm going to fight my dad." And things go freaking bizarre because this is where they explain that Gendo is now descended into the anti universe. So the humans and the wounder can't actually get there. The only person who can get there is Shinji in Unit 1. And so he just goes in there and after everybody's kind of like resolved their stuff and he gets in there. He's got the he's got the the little necklace, the bomb necklace going on again. And they start so, fighting. Oh yeah, and it's it's cool. Uh I mean they they do these kind of representations of hope and despair. Uh, that they kind of talk about through the fight where you know one and 13 that's what they represent are hope and despair and they, they keep matching each other hit for hit because they're evenly matched that for whatever they're supposed to represent until shinji you know does his thing and you know prevails um then they they do some black lilith stuff and i don't know what's going on i got lost but go <laughs> ahead I, I, there was some okay, stuff so that just was... went over my head this was a big fucking moment. This was a big fucking moment in the whole series. And I want to talk about it because it, it hit me in a big way. Was, Please. Uh, they, they basically start this before this battle starts. They like, he gets in this, in the, in the, in the Ava and goes wild. So one of the big things that happened earlier in the movie, they kind of, uh, in the third movie, they're like, you have zero, zero percent sync rate. Mm-hmm. You, you're not useful to us in any way whatsoever. So when he finally gets into Ava Unit One, completely confident, knows like what he's here for. There, it shows his sync rate is like the highest possible. 
it's like nine 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 point nine 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 percent. It's like, did it just give us a zero because it was the closest number to what his actual sync rate is? So you basically find out his sync rate with the Ava one is an infinity. And whenever you get it, she he gets into the Ava unit one, you see a very long haired Ayanami, like the one he saved from the second uh, second movie. And she goes, I was trying to make it so you didn't have to pilot an Ava anymore. And he said, It's okay. I, I'll take it from here. And it turns out Ray has been in unit one the entire time to prevent him from having to fight because she cared about him that much. And she's, she relinquishes control of it. And he goes, gets in the Ava and goes into the anti-universe after his dad takes one of the spears of the lances of Longinus and actually transforms it into the spear of Cassius so he can fight his dad. So they are now alpha and Omega hope and despair, the beginning and the end. And this leads them to the biggest issue where they are fighting and they cannot fight each other because they literally know each other's moves. They are, they are the beginning and the end. And so they are always going to equally match each other. Also, this is a really cool scene while they're fighting each other because they're fighting through his memories. And Mm -hmm. this starts out like kind of normal-ish. Like, oh, we're in the city. We're on the geo front. Now we're in my Misato's dirty kitchen fighting in mech and now we're in ayanami's apartment fighting in mech now we're in a cityscape but actually look it's a sound stage like with miniatures like if if they were making the movie like it was a very like a blazing saddles moment where like they broke out into the fucking sound stage that's that was wild that's a good way to put that and, yeah like i mean you literally see like because it's clearly showing like the cameras and the setups they did to to like try to do these different things to make the movie because they did a lot of they did a lot of mocap in this movie i don't know if you know that no um, no i didn't was yeah there's there's a fun fact that uh that popped up and i was like that's wild i had no idea they actually mocapped stuntmen to do some of the action hmm. because it was so human like um but yeah so in the end of this whole thing after you see all this weird trippy stuff because this is this is ano so of course it's trippy as fuck um they find like uh, shinji finally realizes he's like I just need to talk to him. So he basically, they, they basically decide to stop fighting and just talk to each other. And they kind of like transport into this whole, like the office that he, Gendo's usually in and his, he's trying to talk to him. And you finally get Gendo's backstory that he is, he was a youth, even as a youth, like he could not connect to people. He liked being alone. He didn't understand why people were, you know, family members spent time together, why you had friends and, and connections. It was a waste. He just wanted to learn things and do stuff. And, uh, you, you know, it's, it's showing this all by the way, in like pencil sketches and stuff like that. Like the art style is changing as you're going through the, this, this part of the story. And, you know, you get to bounce into the, the subway car where he's talking to his father at different stages of his life. And you're learning about Gendo's backstory about not being able to connect to people. But for some reason, when he was in school, you know, where Fuyutsuki was his teacher and, uh, there happens to be a, uh, a scientist that he works with that has glasses and a headband and is remarkably similar to someone we know. And uh, he talks about meeting his, his wife, uh, Yui and how it finally showed him how to have connection to people and what it meant to have a child and, and things like that. And I, this is such a climactic moment. That's so wild because at the very end of all of this discussion and really cool imagery, you know, he's basically talking about how he's like, this has to be the end. Like the, the, I have to replace people and bring us to this whole level of intellect 
And by the way, just so you know, the whole world is literally still ending while this is all happening in the anti-universe. Oh, yeah. And Masato just kamikaze the ship. Like, yeah. she, she actually just crashed it so she could save everyone else. Mari yeah. is going through transformations of all her Avas to match each of the angels so she can sustain the fight right now. There's a lot of shit going on in the background while while Gendo and, and Shinji, Shinji are like revealing everything like it there's a yeah. lot of shit still going on yeah because uh mari basically told shinji before he went in he she's like just be uh just whenever you're done just wait for me be patient i'll be there and so she's fighting this entire time misato's kamikaze she uh mari ends up get, uh, basically using the same skills from earlier in the movie when asuka got consumed to consume she gets eight plus nine plus ten plus eleven plus twelve Mm-hmm. or something like that to make this like ultimate like super powered Ava and to fight off while you know Shinji and Gendo were like deciding the fate of the universe and uh, I love this moment because there's so it bounces between the action and the actual like emotional stuff and it's a really it's really well paced but you basically find out that the whole reason Gendo decided to end the entire freaking universe is because he wants to see his wife again and uh Basically, Shinji shows shows his his father compassion for the first time, and he goes, "Oh, there you were the entire time." And it's like Yui was actually within Shinji, and if he had actually just taken the time to care about his son, he would have seen his wife again in in his son. And he just he's like, "Well, I've I found you, so I'm good now. Good luck, Shinji." And he like gets off the fucking subway train. The, like the, the the like sub universe like subway train and Shinji's just there going well I guess I gotta fix everything else now and so like Ayanami show no it wasn't Ayanami at first it was uh I, I have Asuka Asuka was the first one and you you get to see finally like it actually does confirm that her and Kensuke kind of have a thing because she it shows her as a child uh, as one of the the clones because it, Ray wasn't the only clone. Oscar was a clone too. And uh, it shows her, you know, she's like, I just wanted somebody to pat me on the head and tell me I did good. And it shows like this uh, big version of her doll doing that. And then it, it takes off the head and it's Kensuke. And it's like, clearly this is the connection she has. You didn't notice that, that she's, she's a clone too. No. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why, like, she was a, a child with a predestined fate, and they had to give her the choker too, is because she had the potential to awaken all the same. Um, they actually show in that scene, uh, you know, because it's like all the snow, and she's a little kid with all the the the, the snow gear. Mm-hmm. But they also show all the tanks where it's uh, the tanks where it's all her different bodies, and then it shows all the pictures of the same Oscar, and it's like all of them keep disappearing because they keep failing, and it's just her by herself in the end. And that's, that's, I didn't realize uh, that's what that meant. Or I didn't take it to mean that way. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, because there's the Ayanami line and the Shikigami line. And uh, right. that's kind of like, it's only like, like you had to infer it in a lot of scenes that they even attempted to address it. And they just outright finally explain it right there at the end. And Shinji's like, it's okay. You deserve that. And so he sends her back. He just like, he kind of sends her back from like the anti-universe and and to, to have the life she wants. And then Ayanami turns up and he's and she's like, you know, well, well, what about us? You know, that sort of thing. He's like, I just want you to be happy. And she's like, I want the same thing. And he goes, it's OK. You can let go. And so he sends her back and she's just off to be whoever she wants to be. 
And uh, same thing with Kaoru. Kaoru gets a little bit of attention, and it's like, you know, this whole thing where he, he doesn't have to worry about Shinji. He just gets to live his own life. And, like, he goes off to be happy as well. And uh, he just kind of solves everyone's problems to a degree. Uh, and he's like, it's okay. I'm fine with this. This is what it is. And, like, he ends up on a beach. Um, but they do a cool scene where Fuyutsuki and uh, Mari meet each other somewhere in between all this this crazy stuff that's happening and uh do you did you catch this by the way so they did you pay attention during the the pencil scenes of gendo's past and you may have seen a character that looked remarkably like mari no no yes because it turns out mari introduced uh yui and gendo because she was also a student of fuyutsuki and so they're having a conversation and they're talking about what's happened. What? He's like, yeah, he's 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 talking with with Mari, and she's just like, she calls him Fuyutsuki Sensei. In the in the, and this is one of the few times the Japanese dub really actually sells a specific plot point because it's not really in the English dub as well. It's not super easy to understand, but she's talking to him very familiarly, like they know each other really well, and calls him Fuyutsuki Sensei. And she's like, you know, he's like, he's like, well, I had to I had to try as long as I could. And he actually ends up calling her uh, Maria Iscariot. And she goes, it's been a long time since I heard that name. And like that's, that's the end of the scene. But I don't know. You know who betrayed Jesus, right? Oh, Judas. Yeah, Judas Iscariot. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was a really cool kind of, like, continuing mm. the whole, like, biblical connection. Um, and she basically, like, takes off after that. And, I, you know... Am I missing anything? Am I forgetting anything? Because they kind of basically wrap it up from there, don't they? Like, uh, no. So it, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's a cute couple cool little, I mean, details you have to watch it to really appreciate more. Like mm-hmm. whenever he's he's sending off, uh, Ayanami, they do like a cool little flash of the old Neon Genesis Evangelion opening theme. Um, oh yeah while they're talking and that was really cool to see um over the the new stuff that was neat um it was it was really amazing to see his mother um whenever he gets released from the ava and the ava kind of self-destructs because you see the two avas hold each other um i wasn't sure if that was kind of where you were getting at with that point because you you kind of you worded it that way but i wasn't quite sure but it was yeah because it was it's the end you you go ahead. I'm sorry. It was it was the man. I, I I don't know if I've ever felt like an emotional load like that, where he's like pulling out of the Ava and he's like, "What's who's back there?" And he looks back and it's her. He's like Ray, and he 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 looks and he sees Yui. He's like, "It was you all along," and I guess like it finally clicked for him that it was his mother that was with him the entire time, watching, taking care. I guess you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. She was there the whole time, and he was like that, or whatever he said. You just said it, but it was that that one of the few times I got goosebumps through the whole, the yeah, whole bit. It was that was that was the whole moment he to to save everything and reset everything. He had to impale himself with the spears. Yeah, and he was going to sacrifice himself for everybody he cared about in the whole world. And his mom turns up and go, and basically pushes him out of the Ava. And Gendo's still in Unit Thirteen. The, yeah. the the end and she's the beginning so they end up dying together symbolically in the in the avas and shinji gets released and he ends up on that beach now this God. is where you get the end 
this this is where you get the ending scene. You have a, like a little pan over, and you see that Asuka's plug landed on the property where Kinsuke is, and you see that Kaoru and Ray are are like just fine to degree. And then he's on this beach, and this is a wild experience for me because the the scene on the beach it shows him just sitting there staring at the water, and it's it's blue water again, and it's rolling in. But then it shows the 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 actual like storyboard art uh broken yes. down into yeah. and then it goes to the pencil sketches and it's and then it finally reverts back when mari turns up because mari does turn up on the beach and she's like yeah. ah just in the nick of time and she jumps out of the ava into the water and then she changes to like who a school she really, girl. Uh, who she mm-hmm. yeah to her her normal self and she's like i came to get you and then it literally goes to a different world and it's Shinji's an adult. He's sitting on the train platform with a suit on and a briefcase and he, uh, and a choker. He, you can see, yeah, you can see across the, uh, the platform that Kaoru and Ray are together and Kinsuke and Oscar are there and they're happy and fine. Yeah. They're in the background. If you pay attention, I didn't even blow your mind. It. I didn't even yeah. see him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I love I love that they basically kind of kind of lightly insinuate that Mari and Shinji end up partnered up in the new world because like she comes up and covers his eyes and this goes back to a scene earlier in the movie. Uh and she's like, uh, guess who? And he <laughs> earlier in the movie he's like he's like, Who I don't know who you are and he's like, Does this ring a bell? Parachute, glasses, uh big boobs. <laughs> he's like what but then in this scene at the end of the movie he's like oh mari and she's like oh you guessed super easy and they kind of just like take off together it's like you ready to you ready to do this and it's like yeah let's go and they basically take off as adults they run up the stairs and they exit the the train station they're at into the real world and as a matter of fact it's a it's the train station in ube which is the hometown of hideaki and I took this whole experience to be that they did go to another world. They went to our world. They finally found happiness in our world. Like that's, well, that's what's wild to me. Like the, the characters of Evangelion are finally happy out in our world. Wow. That might not be it, but I, that's just kind of how I took it. It's, it's no, so I... freaking cool. Like, cause the whole pan out in the ending song is, like live action like it's it's the real world like it's an air shot of the train station in Ube halfway and... it's halfway live action the yeah because they do have a are all anime yeah the the cars the buildings the greenery all that stuff is is actual real world so yeah but it's it's just such a cool like ending like it's i don't know like I, oh yeah it's it's very artistic like hideaki Anno would do um, he just is really well known for doing some really wild stuff. And I'm really glad he finally got to finish these movies the way he wanted to. And man, look what happens when you're not forced to end your show and you get to make the ending you want to. It's a happy ending. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting all warm and fuzzy thinking about it. Like it's I was overwhelmed when I've I think I talked about this when I a couple weeks ago when I brought up that I watched these, but like it's overwhelming to finish them because I'm like, I, I missed something. I, clearly I did. And these are ones I'm going to watch again. Like if I have time, 
and I don't know what I'm going to do. Hey, why not watch the rebuilds? Um, I'm sure I'm going to pick up something there. Uh, surely I missed something mm-hmm. clearly. And I mean that that's something that's got to be there. And uh, there's an interview I want to watch uh, on Amazon with Hideki. And I just want to know just more, I guess. So yeah. like I, like I said, there's a, a whole podcast that I'm listening to called you cannot podcast. That's really good about diving between the episodes. They even go into the movies. Uh, I found out that they've, or I'm, I'm getting to there as well, where they've started doing movies or the movies themselves. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to get into the manga or not. Apparently the mangas are alternate tellings or alternate stories. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So I don't like yeah. that. I want canon and I don't know where the canon is. The canons, the movies and the TV shows. Some people have argued that each each one of these storylines uh, before the because the manga is before the rebuild movies and the TV series was before the rebuild movies. And there's plenty of manga spinoff stories. And the argument is that each one of these stories that came before the rebuild movies wrapped up everything is just another another attempt at the world. Mm. Like every time, every time, every time it's like one of those alternate places that it could be like, because technically, you know, he, he got to reset the universe and, yeah. uh, you know, it could be like, and that's to me, that's a bit of a stretch. Like the rebuild movies are clearly like Ano got his, his property back and he had nobody standing over him and he had the money and the people and the connections. And he was like, I'm doing whatever the hell I want. And if I want to take 10, like, like almost 10 freaking years to release the last one from the third one, I'm going to effing do it. I don't care. It's my stuff. And I think that's really cool. Cause like, that's the thing. I think the third one came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. So that that's eight years pretty much like oh it's seven seven and a half whatever but it like that's that's a long period of time between major movies like that but but there's a lot there's a lot of space in between the first the second the third like they were huge spaces of time they weren't rushing these out as yearly yearly occurrences for the money they, this is a passion project and it's clear that it is and i think that's why it affects people so much i mean not just for the history of like the you know like in the culture like in terms of anime i think it's just when you watch this, you see how much of a passion it is, and it's it's his own creative endeavor. And man, I I'm, like I told you earlier, I tried to I was I was going to try to watch some more anime today, and I was just like, nope, I'm I'm animated out. Like that that stuff was top tier. Like I'm going to buy all of these on Blu-ray, and I will probably watch them again. They're just such a great experience, and uh, I recommend it to any anime fan to just at least at the very least don't want you don't even have to watch the TV show. You don't got to read the manga. You don't got to know everything about it. Just watch rebuild movies and just enjoy it as best you can. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't don't stress about it. I think that's uh, I think that's one of my my favorite things about it is this is this is a package deal that anybody can enjoy. Like I don't know. What, I've been talking a bit and I do that a lot. So why don't you uh, chime in, my friend? No, it's a talent. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I uh, <laughs> I I don't even know if I could really add anything else to it. Like you don't even have to know much about the original series. I think uh, you can. And then I think it adds value to your experience with these movies. Mm-hmm. Cause like I, I was able to pull on that as I was going, especially once everything started diverging. Like I think I was able to con or defer once everything finished. And I was like, I think the only one that didn't get a wrap up was Ritzko or Ritzky. Mm-hmm. Cause she had her whole, her whole split where she was, uh, I can't ever fucking say her name. Right. But, where she didn't get her whole, I was sleeping with Dr. Gendo the whole time. And so was my mother in the whole movies. And I was like, weird. Okay. 
that, that was a, a real good twist in the show, but you didn't get anything here. You just got a, a nice haircut, but whatever. <laughs> so whatever. I liked her better that way. I, like, I don't think she needed to have that character arc in the original TV series. So I, I, I welcome it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's just nice yeah, to no. pull on, but it, it's all, it's all separate experiences. And I, I just really liked the movies for what they were. They were, they were enjoyable. And yeah, I think I think that's kind of where it is. If you like, if you like mind trips, if you like mecha, if you like anime, you know what I'm saying. If you like anime, I think you're gonna like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm. <laughs> Nothing. I will. Kinda... Uh, I think I'm gonna close out by making a recommendation to you and to anybody else that has enjoyed Hideaki Anno's work. Um, there, he did. He got to direct a Godzilla movie. I don't know if you know this. And uh, did I talk about this before? I don't know, but I feel like I know this somewhere, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So he got to, he got to direct and be a part of like the Shin Godzilla movie. And this movie is so good. It's not a usual Godzilla movie, but it's really, really good. And it's basically like the original Godzilla movie retelling, but it's like, like a disaster movie. Like they know that he's coming and it's like advancing throughout the city, but the story has to do with the team associated with dealing with it and how they go through the bureaucracy and politics of navigating uh, the nation of Japan and its emergency response crews on how to handle it. And it's like, it's literally mostly these guys in, in meetings and in discussing, and then like some of the action of the monsters and stuff like that and how they respond to it. But it's, it's just a wild movie. It sounds really boring and stupid, but it's just the way it's presented and the the CGI for the Godzilla creature um, is amazing. And it's yeah, I, I can't explain it without spoiling certain parts of the movie, but it's a good, unique experience. And it's, it definitely has his his signature all over it. So if you ever want to see something kind of unique and interesting that has that same kind of like Ava weirdness mixed into a Godzilla live action, watch yeah. Shin Godzilla. Happily, happily recommend it every day. So, I'll have to find out where to watch that. Uh, one other closing note: I I've enjoyed our trek through Ava this past month so much. Mm-hmm. I, I've actually went and got out these, and I've shown them to you. But these old prints, I have me a little NGE little print next to my desk, and it's nice. I can look up and see Shinji, Asuka, and Ray in their little their little mechs, their little Avas, just right here yeah. at my desk, and it's nice. I really like it. But that's all. Um. <laughs> With that, Stephen, any other closing comments? No, that's about it. If you, uh, the only other thing I can throw in before you you put us to bed um, is going to be if you ever want to see some great art, check out Yoshi, uh, Yoshiyuki Sadamoto's uh, artwork for Neon Genesis Evangelion manga. It's, it's got some good work. He has an art book called Dermond. If you can chase it down, it's easily one of the most beautiful pieces of art you'll find. Anyways, Trey. I think that's about our cue to put you to bed. And I want you to go ahead and send us out on a good note. Everyone have a great night. Trey, take it away. On a good note. Um, oh, boy. Uh, Strange to Paradise is coming out in like a day. So that's a good note. That's a great note. And with that, guys, <laughs> if you would like to support us, if you like what we're doing here and you like uh, anime, you know, if you don't, if, if you if you have a Crunchyroll or a Funimation account, I think you uh, I think you like anime. So you, you like what we're doing here, right? So go ahead and support us if you'd like at patreon.com slash senpai kohai podcast where you can join our anime club and discord where we'll watch anime. 
and we'll talk about it. That'll be it. It's kind of exclusive with you. And with that, you can follow us at social medias at Sinco Podcast. We're posting, talking. If you want to talk to us about Neon Genesis Evangelion or anything else, uh, feel free to talk to us. Um, I'll follow up with where we're posting Strangers of Paradise. And that's that, Stephen. I'm about to get under the covers. Indeed. All right. Have a good night, my friend. I'll catch you next time. Yes, sir. Peace, everybody.